Oh, that was the best thing you've ever done, Thomas. <laughs> what? Just like, no matter how much we tried to distract you, <laughs> you just kept going. That was awesome. I was going to say, this is going to get us fired from any jobs that we might have. <laughs> okay. It's going to get us fired from the Weekly Standard. I was so unfascinated with us. Wait a second, you didn't watch the Facebook Live? It didn't work! The show's over, guys, I'm quitting. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Hey there, this is the 14th episode of the weekly Substandard Expanded Universe podcast. The SSEU is the fan cult of the Substandard and provides a deep and insightful analysis of pop culture in an easily accessible format on platforms such as Twitter, Facebook, Slack, MySpace, LinkedIn and Discord. This podcast would not be possible without our generous sponsors and donors. We depend on you. If you want to support our cause, send your checks to... Ryan, what's your home address? What are you asking me? Anyway, if you like the show, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. If you are a cheapskate and don't want to send Ryan your money, leave a review on any of the aforementioned platforms. Speaking of Ryan, hello, how are you? Hey, Thomas, I'm good. How's We We Harmony working out for you? Oh, we're working it. We're working the program. She's getting through it. She's having her sessions. Uh, I think I think Piper's. I think Piper's going to be okay. You know, she's she's only you know cried in multiracial situations uh, three or four times in the last week, and that's an improvement over the week before. Are you, um, is she starting to get used to not wearing Confederate flag headbands? Uh, I don't want to talk about that part yet. When I have something positive to say about that, I'll let you know. Okay. I told you not to bring that up. I told you, you son of a bitch. I told you not to bring that up. Moving on. Uh, From South Dakota... Tanned, rested, and ready. Chris, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. I listened to the show last week uh, with you and Tim, and you guys did very well. Uh, I appreciate it a great deal. I was on the show, too. (laughs) You is plural. I don't say y'all like you. I'm not a Texan. You all... Thomas says uh, y'all, and he's not a Texan either. I enjoy say in Norway. I enjoy using y'all uh, in emails that I send to the to the political science department and and watch their reactions come in. Uh, I enjoy when you put it on Twitter too because it's fun imagining you say that. Can you say? Can you just pronounce it for me? I just I don't know. I've, I've heard it. Well, now I'm not going to out of spot. Yeah, now you're self-conscious. He, he just okay. said it a second ago. Just rewind that part. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't do that right now. <laughs> okay. I, I realize he said it. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so Chris, how was um, Disney? Here's the thing I noticed. There was not nearly enough interrupting on the show. And so I am back. And I'm ready. I'm primed and I'm ready to interrupt. Oh, Haber Interrupter is primed. And what I also loved is how in the uh, pre-show, in the foreplay, how Thomas – Ryan sent me the the uh, raw feed of the show, which uh, ultra-premium platinum members, subscribers get access to. Um, yeah, so pay, us us money. Pay, us, yeah. pay us for it. Well, when I was listening to the raw feed – Thomas telling Tim about like kind of how things go on the show, uh, like what makes editing easier. And he's like, <laughs> pauses are okay, silence is okay, just don't don't interrupt. 
Like, don't talk over anybody. If you don't have anything to say, just shut up, and we'll just I'll just stitch it together. I might have had someone in mind. Yeah. <laughs> that guy wasn't on the show that week. So <laughs> we, we came up with our new name if we ever needed a new name someday. Why would we need a new name? I don't understand I don't what you're talking about. I'm just saying, if we ever needed one, we came up with one in that segment. Okay. Or one of us did. I'm not going to say which one of us did. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Chris, uh, so the you were... The guy who usually has weird ideas that turn out to be good. That guy did. <laughs> Chris, how was Disney? Disney was great. Um, for those of you that don't know, we were... Well, really, our son was given the, a gift of a wish from Make-A-Wish, Make-A-Wish Foundation, Make-A-Wish whatever, <laughs> Make-A-Wish Charity. <laughs> 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 I am so exhausted, guys. Oh, my gosh. Uh, my brain is half asleep. He's trying to say thank you. So <laughs> make a wish. Don't gave take my son an amazing wish. And it was it was uh, it was truly incredible. It was a once in a lifetime experience. If you don't if you want to know more about that, uh, you, you can DM me. I'd be happy to talk to you about, you know, why it is that we got a wish. Uh, you know, we're it's nothing secretive. We love telling our story and and we're very active in charities um, ourselves because we want to tell our story. But it was just a, a once in a lifetime trip where I mean we got this thing called a genie pass, which got us unlimited fast passes. Where if you've been to Disney, you know how important that is. And so uh, Isaac's he turned five. He had his birthday while we were there, which is really cool to have your birthday at wow. Disney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so did you? To... So you stayed uh, at at Disney in like one of the resorts? We did not. Nope. We we stayed at uh, Make a Wish has basically their own resort uh, for Make a Wish family. I saw. It, I mean, it looked cool. So, it's it was... yeah. It's it's really cool. I mean, they've got everything there. I mean, from mini golf to an arcade, horseback riding, fishing. You know, heated pool, zero entry. I mean, it's it's not as like fancy as maybe a Disney resort. But I mean, for something that is a gift and free, it was it was incredible. Uh, and what's what's amazing is it's staffed by volunteers. Oh wow! Uh, they they have a very small paid staff, and I'm trying to remember how many out volunteer hours a week go into it. It's over a thousand, I think, to, to to like running the resort. It's amazing. Like there were high schoolers there. Who's, who are part of a club. You know, I met two different high school groups from New Jersey who are down there. Uh, they raise money during the year, and then they take a trip down just to volunteer. They don't uh, qu- question. Parts, they don't even, even New Jersey has good people. Even New Jersey has good people. It's, <laughs> it's, it's truly, like, heartwarming. In the midst of these dark times, we got all sorts of more than just a glimmer of hope we got tons of hope okay so question so so make a wish is entirely uh, funded by donations or sure <laughs> I, I have no idea who funds make a wish <laughs> is it soros presumably i mean it's not a i mean or I, I, are you getting at that like in Sweden, is it those, like, is government is it those brothers yeah yeah is it coke money i i think it's pepsi money <laughs> Presumably, it's 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 donations. But you're, are you saying are I'm they pretty sure it's individual donations. donors or corporate donors? I think it's a mix. Okay, because it's a really big thing, right? It's a it's a yeah. really big organization, and they fulfill yeah, and wishes why are you for trying to take them down a peg, Thomas. <laughs> anyway, so while you were at Disney, did you what did you do? What was your favorite parts? Uh, what were Isaac's favorite parts of Disney? And what would have been Vic's favorite part? <laughs> well. JVL, I don't remember how he communicated this to me. Or maybe it wasn't to me. Maybe it was just on the public Twitter. I think it was. Uh, that um, Vic knows the insides of the um, holding cells quite well. And he said they're quite. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I don't know if there's a teen area at Disney. Oh, that's like there is on the boats. I think that was from the cruise. (laughs) Yeah, he went on the Disney cruise. (laughs) No, but this was this was recently. The JBL mentioned how. Oh God. He may not have said Vic. He's like a friend of mine. They've got his picture there. Yeah. (laughs) This man is not a teenager, no matter what he tries to tell you (laughs) or what his ID says. Yeah, uh, so I mean, so we went to all four Disney parks there, and Universal Studios, and with the Power Van guys, and the beach. We spent a day at the beach, and our daughter, our eight-year-old daughter, learned how to boogie board like remarkably quickly, oh, and nice. would just ride waves in all day, and she just had a blast. And Isaac's uh, just five. You know, he's never really done anything quite like Disney, so it wasn't until the last day that he really, really got into the rides. And we went on the Slinky Dog roller coaster, which is, I think, a newer ride in Toy Story Land at Hollywood Studios. And he went on that roller coaster three times in a row. And again, we had the Genie Pass, so he could do that. Instead of waiting waiting an hour and a half, he did that three times in a row. There's a Toy Story like shooting game at Hollywood Studios as well that's far superior to the Buzz Lightyear shooting game at Magic Kingdom. And he did very well there, so he liked that. My top rides, um, I had been to all the parks except Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios, uh, the Tower of Terror was really cool. Star Tours, I hadn't been at um, since I was a kid at Disneyland. Um, and that, that was kind of neat. My kids did Jedi training, if you know what that is. They, they do a little thing where they teach you how to wield a lightsaber yeah. and then they attempt you to but, by the Do you dark kill side. younglings? They train rebels. They they train rebels, and as you as I expressed to Megathed Premium, uh, my kids weren't there to be to learn how to be Jedi. They were gonna take the Jedi down from the inside. Good job. Okay. Yeah. All right. So and so the most important question then is, uh, what did you oh, eat? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, I I had a few more rides that I, I did want to mention. I really like the the Everest ride. At Animal Studio, or Animal Studio, at Animal Kingdom, uh, that's a ride where the, well, hang uh, on. a roller coaster the, that stops and then goes backwards. Everest, Expedition ride? Everest, I think it's called. So, did you see? So, on Everest, there's all, you know, there, there's famous dead bodies on Everest. Did you see? Also, a lot of feces too. The dead body. <laughs> Oh, Expedition Everest. Uh, w- w- that was the ride that I couldn't think of in foreplay when I was telling you about Animal Kingdom. How Animal Kingdom is kind of this pointless park that they built. It's kind of a glorified zoo, except they put a couple of pretty cool rides there, and one of them is Expedition Everest. So, so as a zoo, it's, it's subpar. Uh, it's substandard. <laughs> you said this stops and it goes backwards. Yeah. Yeah, so, so the, the the conceit of the ride is that you're being chased by the Yeti, which actually isn't Hang on. explained that well. But then, like, the, is you that come why to there's a, all those dead bodies on Everest? It's not the cold, it's the Yeti it's that the gets Yeti. them? Okay. And it's the roller coaster that stops. It's crazy. Okay. But it stops because, like, the track is mangled, like, the Yeti has destroyed it. And so the it stops, and then you go backwards really fast through the dark. This is all very logical. <laughs> right, right. But but it's a very effective kind of fun ride. So uh, as I was saying to, to Thomas, and I am not a roller coaster expert at all, but I, I do know that Cedar Point is like the it, roller coaster destination that has all so the good. highest and fastest, and they set records and whatever. And that's Disney doesn't where, do where's that. Where's Cedar Point again? Sandusky, Ohio. Oh, that's right. I've never been there. I mean, I've been to Kings Island in Cincinnati mm-hmm. a bunch of times, but I've never been to Cedar Point. Uh, Cedar, so Kings Island is good. Cedar Point is one or two or three notches above it when it comes to coasters. Uh, 
Thomas talking about Ohio again. So you asked what what I ate. Um, ate some some pretty good stuff, especially at Epcot in in Mexico. Stopped and got some. I think Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong. I think they're called dinner tacos. <laughs> some barbacoa dinner tacos. Oh, you had barbacoa. Yeah, Ooh, it was good. fantastic, and some I like chips barbacoa and, a lot. And guacamole and this other thing that I, I took a picture of and shared with Premium. I don't remember what it's called. Um, that was fantastic. And then I got my daughter a very sophisticated egg roll in China because she loves egg rolls. Okay, so so I have a question. So I have never been to Disney. So exactly what the hell is Epcot? How is this set up? That's a great question. I think it stands for something, doesn't it? Like I've never I've been to Disney. I don't think I've been to Epcot center though i mean and i but i haven't been to disney for like 15 years okay. so, I don't really so, so it's epcot- i think i'm gonna mangle this because people in uh the sseu know far more about disney than yeah me. there's some people but i think there are epcot. two parts there are two parts to epcot so there's there's the, the lake where you have the different nations around the lake so you go there and it's norway and mexico and morocco and usa um, and it's cool. They've got architecture and food and attractions and rides and, and shows. We saw some really amazing Chinese acrobats. Uh, and um, and we, it was just walking by. Like We didn't like plan to stop by for the show. It, it was just going on. And that was uh, super cool. But then there's like the other part, which is like I think was supposed to be futuristic, like what the world was supposed to look like. Back in the 50s, they thought the world would look like this. And, and that part is has kind of become a little bit more modern. They've done it, re- redone it bit by bit. Um, so there's different rides and attractions. So we did something called Soaring, where it's, it's a simulator ride where it looks like you're hang gliding through different places around the world, which is pretty cool. You feel the wind in your hair and... And Isaac like ducked a bunch of times because it looks like you're gonna run right into something, and then it on your balls. <laughs> feels great. <laughs> My God, okay, no one is Epcot. Okay, l- l- let me read from Wikipedia. Epcot was originally conceived by Walt Disney during the early development of Walt Disney World as an experimental planned community that would serve as a center for American innovation and urban living, known as Epcot. The idea included an urban city center, residential areas, and a series of mass transportation systems that would connect the community. After Disney's death in 1966, the Epcot concept was abandoned as the company had uncertainty about maintaining an operating city. So, so it started it, it started as something much bigger than just a section of an amusement park. Like it was right. Okay. Right. But yeah. the main point is that you can go there and you can drink around the world. Drink and eat, and and see shows. Hear you know live music. Uh, uh, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything else about Disney you wanted to share that we have missed? No, I think uh, I think that covers it. Okay. Well, I guess I could I could give you some. No, I I shouldn't. No. Never. All right. So uh, I wanted to briefly mention a, a tweet that I retweeted uh, a while ago, and I intended to talk about it on the podcast, but I never did. So there was this tweet from the 25th of November where someone tweeted, and so I'm quoting here, doing a PhD is like putting a 100,000 piece puzzle together without a box. And the pieces keep changing shape and color. And the room is on fire. Hashtag PhD life, PhD chat. (laughs) Did you guys see this? 
I did not see this. Okay. So this is by a PhD student. Her name is her name is Emma, and and this is sort of true. Like writing a dissertation, completing a PhD, it's a lot of work. It's often confusing and frustrating, and so on. You have your guidance counselor, right? Yeah, and and they help a lot. Like with, without them, it wouldn't be possible. The the woman who tweeted this is finishing a PhD at the University of Newcastle in the School of Humanities and Social Science. Her research is focused on the shifting constructions of religion and young Australians. Her PhD focuses on the experiences, experiences and perspectives of young Australian women involved in witchcraft. I think you shared what? this with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's no wonder things keep shifting around yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. That's the first point. Go ahead, Ryan. I said that's the point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but this is insane. You can literally, you can get a PhD doing anything. Like political yeah. political science barely qualifies as a serious discipline, but this is just silly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you, you take a, a, a subsection of the population and 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 discuss their interest in some narrow discipline. And it doesn't even have to be a discipline. It can be witchcraft or <laughs> you know or Kardashians or <laughs> Well, it can it or can Owen li- Wilson saying, Wow <laughs> It can I li- got a PhD wow. in that it can literally be witchcraft, and she received a full research scholarship by the University of Newcastle. Fucking kidding me. <laughs> So they are literally paying her for this. It's great. Oh, my gosh. Study young Australians' interest in witchcraft. Y- young Australian witches. That That's correct. Yeah, yeah there, there's there's just really a, a, a demand for that sort of research. I'm, I'm glad. She's just really contributing to scholarship today. You know what they say in Australia? They say they say it just like this, too. Throw another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> <laughs> So, speaking of Australia, I recently watched Mad Max Fury Road. Mm, Tom Hardy. Mm, mm. Tom Hardy, the famous Australian. (laughs) Mm. Well, it's okay because... Director is us. Tom Hardy... Uh, whether it is in real life or on screen, he he rarely says anything, so uh, it's perfect for him. He's very expressive. <laughs> All right. This is one of the many one of the many movies he's done with his he face. He talks. Cover. He talks a lot in Venom, though. Like he he does a lot of talking in Venom. So. Okay, as as himself or with the Venom CGI? No, as himself. Okay. Like, he kind of uh, you know, he kind of like talks to himself. So, okay. Does Venom do what Deadpool does and, and breaks the wall, or mm, does he no. just walk around no, speaking to himself? Lots of walls. He, he doesn't break. The, he he talks to himself. Like he he like talks to Venom basically, but he doesn't talk to the camera. No. Okay. Well, I have absolutely no interest in watching that movie. So, uh, Mad Max. Really? Fu- Not even an academic interest. I mean, I think like Tom Hardy's pretty. I mean, again, I've only seen half of it, but Tom Hardy's pretty good in it. Like Michelle Williams is really weird in it, but and then um, do you guys watch Veep? I've seen an episode here and there, but I haven't watched it through. Like the podcast is over <laughs> <laughs> again, again, <laughs> again, For the fifth time, today. fifth, uh, yeah, fifth not, time today. How have you guys not watched Veep? Watching by now? Silicon Valley first. 
uh, Veep is better than Silicon Valley. I know that's a that's a that's a big thing to say, but Veep is Veep really is Arrested Development. Like if there's anything that's like the closest to Arrested Development, it's Veep, and I love it so much. Where were you on Twitter when I was declaring the greatness of Julia Louis Dreyfus? I don't know, Chris. Let me think. Uh, oh, that's right. I have Are you four working? kids. I have oh, four okay. kids. Yeah, excuses. Yeah. I was extolling her greatness, and you're not to be seen. Well, I would have been there for you. She is amazing in Veep. Like Veep, she is better in Veep than she is in Seinfeld, and I she's love in everything. Seinfeld. Yeah, she. I mean, even the New Adventures of Old Christine. Yes, she's she's, she's great. great. She's yeah. great in that. They, like anybody else as a lead role in that, that would be a crap show. Yeah. Yeah, but she makes it a good show. Veep, she is better in Veep than she is in Seinfeld, and I I love Seinfeld. That is, that's how great Veep is. She is amazing in Veep, and Tony Hale, who plays who plays yeah. Buster, Buster Bluth, he is as good as he, as he is in Arrested Development in Veep. How about uh, Jonah? Jonah's like perfectly annoying, right? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Timothy Simmons, uh, Simons, I think he pronounces it Simons. Timothy Simons plays Jonah in that, uh, in Veep, and he is in the, the, the whole cast. Um, but anyway, the guy who plays Dan from, he, he plays Dan in Veeps, and uh, in Veeps, I just. That's like my mom. My mom. My mom used to say like <laughs> my mom. My mom used to say Myers like that. Yeah, the, the store, grocery store. Yeah, Meyer. But she was. Let's go to Myers. Uh, I just said Veeps. I don't yeah. know why that that stuff drives me nuts. There's so many people. Who it do does that. to me too. So I many stores. Oh I'm like, my gosh! It's not plural. It's not Kmart's. It's Kmart. <laughs> you shouldn't go there anyway. Anyway, uh, the guy that plays Dan Egan in Veep plays a guy named Dan in Venom as well and he's a doctor and he's pretty he's pretty good. Oh yeah, Dan Egan. He's um he's great in everything he's in. Yeah, he really I don't know why he's not in more stuff. I love that guy. Yeah, I can't think great. of his real name. I think it's like Reed Scott. Reed Scott. I think it's like Reed Scott. I think that's his <laughs> name. That sounds right. Anyway, uh, back to Australians and Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, that's right. Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Smooth transition. (laughs) (laughs) So I believe that both of you uh, really enjoyed uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Chris, you? Yes, because we're sane people, Thomas. Yeah, I liked it. I haven't seen it for a while, but yeah, I I own it on Amazon, and I've seen it probably three three times probably. So what's your issue? Let's get to it. Cut, Cut to it. What didn't you like, and what are you wrong about? I don't know. It felt... So, Chris mentioned the other day, when he heard that I had watched it, that he thought that it does a a great job with the word building. I can sort of see that, but I don't think it accomplishes that. I, I think it's still very confusing, and there are a lot of things that it seemed like I wanted more of. So they start to build a word, and I can see that there is something there. One quick stop here. One quick stop here. Have you seen the originals? No. All right, go ahead. I go on either, line. but I still thought Fury Road was amazing. You haven't you haven't seen the original? No. Either? But Fury but Fury Road was a cinematic masterpiece. Well, I can't say if I would still think that because I mean I have seen the original, so I don't know if I would still say that because I mean to me it just, it fits and I don't need I don't need anything extra because I mean it just fits so seamlessly with you know 
the original movies, so I don't... So it's not that fresh in my mind, but the movie opens up and you meet Max. You kind of get a little bit of his past, yeah. and then you see him <laughs> captured and, and used as, I don't know, a blood boy. Can we call him a blood boy? Like yeah, he's, think, uh, a, a blood bag. A blood yeah. bag, where, where he is he is like a universal donor, or maybe he is the same type as... And, and like these people who are uh, privileged... They they have white privilege, <laughs> literally. They harvest blood, literally. Like they're like pale, and um, they they harvest blood from Tom Hardy. And you see a world where uh, it's there's there's a lack of water. Um, yeah. There's just very little resources right away. Like you you get the the lay of the land. You see this Immortan Joe release water to the to the. Not the masses. There aren't that many people. But like, there's people clearly on the inside, on the outside. You know what there is scarce. You know what's scarce. Go on. Scarce. You know what's scarce and what's not, and what there is abundance of. Why are you saying it like that? Because Thomas said scarce <laughs> instead of scarce, and it made oh, us laugh. Okay. So, so you, you, it's very clear what there, what is scarce: water, fuel, <laughs> food, everything, and and what's not, and and who's in power and who isn't. All right, so maybe and, you and guys they, and, okay, and then they narrate. We're gonna go to this other place to get gasoline and bullets. Yeah, and they go and take a detour, which are very important things in that world. Yes. So, so can, like, what, what was the world built like? Can you guys explain having... to me who the hell those white privileged people are and where they come from? Do you need a whole backstory on everything? I, I'm curious. Yeah. Well, then watch the originals. <laughs> They're just the ones who happen to have come out on top of the previous battles. Why are they white? The, the, Does the Mad three, Max never drain on blood? To the top. Oh my goodness! I don't think you say that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, I mean, the, the, these are good questions. Were, Thomas, they, but like, were there that many white people? I don't remember. There, there were a bunch of them, and they were all on like you had the poor people, the the. The poor regular people on the bottom, and then the white ones were on like a different level, sort of together with together with the cripple and the the, the warlord or whatever he is. Are you wondering where Very the what? end of history is and the the rise of the proletariat? <laughs> <laughs> and that would be nice to know. Do you think that apocalyptic societies would be more organized? Would be more egalitarian? What's they're the aristocracy? Um, there seems to be a genetic component, a loyalty component. It it, it seems very almost feudal uh, in a way. So are the white ones the babies? I pulled up my Is, copy of uh, Mad Max Fury Road on Amazon Prime, and I'm watching it right now. <laughs> It's, it's playing in my headphones the same time you guys are talking. Subtitles, on. Okay, this is, is it, terrible. Is it? So, so you have questions about the backstory, okay? So, so the backstory and the word building are lacking. Thomas, you are really into the long pauses tonight. No, I'm just waiting for Ryan. Ryan, are you done watching your movie, or should I'm we wait good. until you're finished with it? Yeah, yeah, just wait till the movie's over. <laughs> No, I'm just going to let it play with the subtitles, and you guys can keep talking, and if I have a comment, I'll let you know. <laughs> a man re- reduced to a single instinct to survive. I forgot about this little kid. I don't like that little kid. That little bald kid at the beginning when they're cutting off, when they're I- injecting Tom Hardy and they're giving him the tattoos. Mm-mm. No, thank you to that. No, thank you to the little kid. Tell, remind me what the little kid was. His little bald kid that's like trying to, like he's trying to get at 
Tom Hardy. I don't know what he's trying to. He's trying to get his blood. I assume he's trying to get his blood. But when they're branding him, you know, when they're giving them the. Yeah, I I, I can't remember particularly what you're talking about. Okay, well, there's like a the six. There, the there's like a six year old kid that's completely bald and completely white. Now, Thomas, I don't know if all these people are white because they have chalk on them. So I can't tell their ethnicity. I wasn't the one talking about the white rising to but the top. That's that we're, was we're fairly certain that you were. Yeah, you said why are they all white? Did you not? I'll bring. I'm Piper fairly in. certain that she Piper would. That. Yeah, I'm fairly certain <laughs> it's Piper okay. Would be we're big, a big fan. We're, I'm so glad that that is a thing now, and <laughs> this is on a podcast, and someday she'll get to listen to it. <laughs> she, why would she listen to this? I hope she never listens to this. They all are white though. <laughs> <laughs> There aren't any people. There aren't any people. No, there is a black guy, <laughs> and that little girl. That little girl was also. <laughs> but he is like. There's all the guys. There's all these people. Why are they all painted? I didn't remember that they're all painted themselves, like white and chalk. What do they spray their face with? Can you explain that to me? It's like, not clear. Like there. So that one. What just main happened character? to Tom Hardy's face? There. Hold on. <laughs> What? I have to go back. I'm gonna take a picture of this. Like, Questions. This is difficult. There's it was the most editing job ever. No, I'm just gonna cut all of this. But it's fine. Some yeah, of it might be. This. this is great stuff, Thomas. Black <laughs> guy again. The Look at his face. So, so that one dude that kind of changes sides before he does, he like sprays his face. Like there, there's some sense that no, he's not a god, but like he promises redemption. And he. I'm gonna send this to you guys. What is going on with his face? I don't. I never noticed this before. If I wouldn't have, if Thomas wasn't so focused on the the <laughs> colors of people's skin, I would have never noticed it. We need a reading of the Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. Yeah, I remember this when they when they sprayed that thing on his face. What is on his face? What is on his face? I I, I don't know. Did you send us the picture? Yeah, it's in a text. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is. Whose face is that? Is that Tom Hardy? That's Tom Hardy. It's after he tries to escape. Where maybe if, as you that say, just, I would have watched just, the first one and I would have watched the second one, I would have been able to enjoy it more. But I didn't. What? And so but if they would have provided me with like, more context, and I am not going to stop talking question, as much as question, you try to interrupt, question, I'm going to keep talking. And so the thing is that if they would have done more with the word building, maybe I would have enjoyed it more and I would have had more context. I do think that there are some cool scenes like when they are using the not the ladders they are catapulting themselves yeah, back and yeah, forth between the cars like that is cool like it is technically mm. proficient it is it is well made i am not in love with the story the third time i read the fourth book i like that <laughs> <laughs> i just talking, had i had a, talking about harry potter anyway fury road it's fine yeah it's fine it's a cinematic masterpiece and Thomas, for the fiftieth time, you are uh, a commie idiot. Speaking of idiots, Chris, did you have any thoughts on planes, trains, and automobiles? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no further comments about planes, trains, and okay, automobiles. So well, okay, so did you okay, like okay. it? Did you not laugh at all? Thomas said he didn't even come close to smiling one single time throughout the movie. So <laughs> it, was that your <laughs> same he, he uh, didn't. experience? Um, so I I laughed out loud. Like he, I think like he I think, said that there was 
He said that every single joke made him more upset than the parts that were supposed to be serious. I did not find it funny. Uh, I laughed when he backed into the hotel room, and I made the realization that I needed to rethink all of the 80s movies that have ever found funny. Like, it's all destruction humor. So uh, I, I used to be a pretty big fan of the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's the same basic idea. So uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, they're in a car. They burn the car. They go to a hotel. They back into the hotel. Like, or the motel. Just like this destruction humor. So, like, Chevy Chase falling from the attic into his house, lighting the Christmas tree on fire. <laughs> I don't know how funny that is anymore. I did not find any of the gags all that funny in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I did not appreciate it. I will not be watching it again. From what I just heard, it sounded like you said, I'm a communist now. <laughs> Screw America. I'm going to live on a boat. <laughs> I don't know if that last part was connected, but that's what I heard. <laughs> well, we are, are part of the Weekly Standard now, so... Oh, that entitles right. us to go on a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to dwell too much on planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, uh, I, I do it think it wasn't good. Sorry, everyone. We do have a, a word from a, a new sponsor, and I, I have their ad right here, and I figured that uh, I should read it. Fantastic trans transmission. I know it's it's what we aim for here uh, at the weekly Substandard Expanded Universe podcast. All right, so we all know that there are people who want nothing more than to become loving parents, but who unfortunately find themselves in situations where it is not possible. In many cases, these parents-to-be turn to adoption. However, the process of adoption, uh, adopting a baby or child is often complicated, time-consuming, and takes forever to complete. Fortunately, Baby2U is making this process easier. Baby2U is the adoption brand that helps you get the best quality babies at the right price. The experts at Baby2U work tirelessly to provide the best possible adoption service that provides you with the best fit. You are going to spend the rest of your life with your new child, so you want to make sure that you are comfortable with him or her. The experts have designed a product that cuts out the middleman and allows you to find your new perfect baby from your own home. You install the app, you browse through the babies that show up, you swipe right on the ones oh that you gosh. want, and wait for the experts to match you with the perfect baby. Baby to you then delivers the baby to your home in an incredibly small, how did they do that size box? <laughs> you get a free 100 night trial period. And if you are not happy by the end of the trial period, you can return the baby no questions asked. So if you want to receive a 20% discount, you go to babytoyou.com and you use the promo code DUDESCHANNING. <laughs> Thank you to our uh, sponsors for helping keep this podcast afloat, even when the mothership is leaking. Um, <laughs> uh, Chris, I believe that you spent your flight down to Florida watching a movie on the plane. I did. I did. I used Amazon Prime Lord B. Sauce's app to uh, download a movie so I could watch on the flight. And that movie was Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig's directorial debut. Uh, which got some Oscar buzz and I believe was nominated for Best Picture and had some people really advocating that it win. And I think that is absolutely insane. So can you can you give us a, a brief summary of the plot? Oh, hold on. Let me ask you this. I watched a movie on the plane. The subtitles didn't work and there was no sound. Is that <laughs> how you watched this movie? Nope. I, I, I could hear it. Never mind. So... 
<clears throat> Sonny's condescending remarks are spot on about Lady Bird. It's a nice movie. It's a it's a nice movie. It's a nice movie about about a young lady. Her name is Christine. Who it's not explained, but at the very end, she she says. Uh, she makes a drunk comment. You don't believe in God, but you go by the name your parents give you. So she chooses a new name for herself at the beginning of the movie, Lady Bird. She wants people to call her Lady Bird, not Christine. It's kind of a coming-of-age story of her feuding with her her mother, who clearly has some sort of uh, psychiatric condition um, that makes her just just a really difficult person to live with. And uh, this ladybird uh, attends a Catholic school, makes friends, meets boys. Uh, she really wants to get out of Sacramento. She's very snobby, but not very smart. Wants to get to the East Coast where there's <laughs> culture. It's about the friends you make along the way. She's she's not, uh, her, her dad has lost his job. Uh, they don't have much money, but uh, they, they go to a Catholic school because her brother saw a stabbing in front of him at the public school, so it's very important that they go to a private school where everyone's rich. So there's a class thing there. It was very I've competently directed. At a private school, so I don't know why that. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty of stabbings, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, so to speak. Greta Gerwig directed it. It was very competently directed, um, and and I appreciated it. But then every time I thought like, oh, well, like she's she's pretty good. I I kind of it occurred to me that I'm I'm kind of giving her a pass. And and JVL talks about the dancing bear, where it's like, well, would I say that if she weren't an actress, and if she weren't someone making her directorial debut, if it were just a movie made by anyone else, would I be like, would I say, oh, you know, she did a really nice job, or is it kind of like, oh, look, the the actor can also direct? How did you did you like Ronan's performance as Ladybird? I mean, yeah, 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 it was fine. Okay, well, yeah, or it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> Um, also, I I may not have seen this movie. <laughs> Are you serious? I may be thinking of something else. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so you totally object to my. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to go back and check. Okay. Okay. Are you going to watch a second movie during the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull up my copy of Lady Bird on Amazon Prime. Um, everything, about, everything about it was competent. Nothing was all that spectacular or really all that good. So I don't know if it was on the... It's a story su- that did not need to be told. So I don't know if it was on, on the substandard or if it was on Twitter. Someone mentioned that it is a very nice fairly long sitcom episode that probably could have it's been not, shorter. It's not that funny, though. Really? You yeah, I, 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 yeah, I saw someone say that, and I'm like, wait a sec, but it's not, it's not very funny. I think I was entertained. Like, I, I think that there were, there were more laughs in Lady Bird than there were in uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. <laughs> but I also think that one of the reasons I might not appreciate this movie, and I, I'm aware of this, is that none of us are uh, included in the target demographic for it. But, uh, but I think a hallmark... What of is the, the target de- demographic? Is it kind of 20-something? I think 20-something females in particular are probably all going to love this movie, especially if they grew up in similar conditions to, to Ronan in this movie. But but again, a hallmark of a good movie is when you do take a movie that is about something that you have no experience with and that you cannot really identify with yourself, 
like the actual practical situation and you still make it interesting and relevant and exciting and this so movie Ger- Gerwig didn't grow up in Sacramento and she still made it and she wasn't Catholic and she still made a good movie about it or what exactly are you saying I'm saying that if, if you, you are a female who has gone to high school and wanted to go to college, I think that there are a lot of scenes in this that you're probably going to recognize and identify with uh, at a much deeper level than I am, I am able to. Okay. But a, a more skilled director or maybe a better script or maybe a different movie would have been able to yeah. do a better job of this that would have been able to engage those of us who are not in that demographic to a greater extent. Uh, I also think... Okay, sure. I, I, I also... I am not sure why it got Oscar buzz for Best Picture. So, okay. So, uh, I guess I see what you're saying. So, if you're a young lady who has had a really good friend and then been tempted to be friends with the rich, good-looking girl instead, and then you date a guy, and then it turns out he's gay, and then so you date the guy in the band... Okay, so you're saying it's like it's it's a feature length Gilmore Girls. Yeah, without the clever dialogue. Clever. <laughs> That's far too generous. Yikes, Thomas. I, I am making so many enemies on this podcast. <laughs> I don't like Gilmore Girls either. It's garbage. So yeah. Well, on this podcast you are both allowed to be are. wrong. Transition, do you have a movie quote for us? Yeah, I do. Actually. Okay, let's hear it. from an older movie, and it's uh, from a movie we've actually talked about on this podcast before. One second while I get into character. Roar! Roar! You told me! You told me the safe word was roar! You told me he would stop biting me after I said roar! (laughs) Uh, Marshall from the movie Roar. need a moment (laughs) (laughs) now there's a movie that deserves some Oscar bus yeah Yeah, I mean (laughs) if you're gonna get bit by a lion (laughs) listen guys in in this in this uh, era of IP plays and remakes and and reboots they totally need to reboot reboot roar (laughs) <laughs> Live action, no CGI, <laughs> full on lion biting the face off of an uh, cameraman, or <laughs> like we need this. We need this is the movie that people need and deserve. Maybe maybe they should have used a safe word more often. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. So I've I've got a few things that I'd like to say. I know Thomas has the uh, has a plan for this episode. We're going to go a little bit off the plan. I. I I object Are we greatly. The, we're not off the plan yet. <laughs> so I, you guys gave Thomas must have cut all the grief that you gave him over uh, his review of Tomb Raider. It is such a great I, movie. It is very clear that there's one reason and one I, reason alone that I've never liked seen it. How am I supposed to give him grief over it? I'm not going to like it's just his description judge of it. a movie that I haven't seen yet. What was his, his description? His description. So Puzzles? like it, it's very clear. It's very clear that that he liked it because it had a Swedish actress as the lead. That's it. 
no one is denying that that is a perk. I don't don't think there was any, you know, uh, home court advantage there. Okay, so I'm going to use his words alone. I I took some notes. So he said, Alicia Vikander, um, so she plays Laura Croft. Vikander? 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 Alicia Vikander? There you go. Say it like that every time. Thank you. Uh, he, He used the word humorless. (laughs) <laughs> to describe the movie, um, he did say that. <laughs> uh, he did say it was the successor, the sex sessor. Um, well, I didn't pick up not, that. I didn't I'm pick not sure up on what that. that is supposed to mean. He said uh, Laura Croft was not portrayed as sultry or very attractive by v- Vikander. I don't understand why this is a positive that you want someone who's not sultry and not very attractive. And then he said it's more realistic. Really, really, the way you described it was like this hundred ten pound woman like beats up a bunch of guys. Like that's super realistic. Uh, and then you said it demands a sequel, even though it might have made a little bit of money, not a huge commercial success. Well, what did he say? He said, I think he said the budget was a hundred and something million dollars, and it made two hundred and seventy five million dollars worldwide. Made a few bucks. I mean, it seems a little. I am. I am glad that we have now discovered that Chris rates movies based on how they do at the box office, which means that Pirates of the Caribbean must be one of Chris's favorite uh, movie series. Yeah. Okay. It has more pirates than any other movie. He he loves the what was it the fifth or sixth one whatever the last one was. Chris loved that one. No, so so the first two Tomb Raider movies. Uh, one of the reasons why they managed to make any money at all was because they had uh, cast Angelina Jolie in the lead and they dressed her up and they played up how hot she was and that is why a bunch of horny teenage boys uh, went to see it. Uh, whereas in this Hang movie, that is not the case. What were, what were the horny teenage boys doing, Thomas? Uh, we can Skype in Vic and see if he has a comment. <laughs> I don't know. I think Angelina Jolie's a little old for his taste <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrific movie it's a great adventure movie it doesn't rely on humor and stupid jokes it is a ton of fun see her as older than 16 or 17 when he okay. watched the movie <laughs> okay. gotcha. she's at the at the edge of kind of his preferred <laughs> oh demographic. my gosh okay so uh, you said you made the comments uh thomas that you're very skeptical of video game to movie transitions mm-hmm. and so you guys talked about Resident Evil and Warcraft, but you talked about it as if this was a large genre. So I tried to think of something. Uh, they made a Prince of Persia movie, right? With uh, we mentioned that we cut Thomas that out. Cut Thomas it, cut that. Still, did, we, did, it is really it is really not worth mentioning. That's a garbage movie. Are you saying you like Prince of Persia? No, no, no. no. I'm saying that like they're like it. It is a tiny like it's 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 barely even worth mentioning. I mean, I'm the one who brought up video game to movie adaptations, and I was just I was just saying I couldn't think of any good ones that were like legitimately good movies. And Thomas seemed to be saying that Tomb this Tomb Raider might be the best one. Yeah, and I mean maybe the reason. Why why there aren't that many is because people realize that it is hard to actually make that happen. Because it's a really stupid idea. Well, so it's not necessarily a stupid I mean, idea. I wanted to. I, I watched this one because Dominic West was in it, so I thought I thought I might watch, you know, enjoy it. But I I don't even remember seeing Dominic West in it because I was just too preoccupied. Well, I, I 
I personally was a big fan of NBA Life 2003, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you guys left that out. That is the You're best joking. video game. I would watch NBA Live 2003, the movie. <laughs> Penny Hardaway and Shaq would be in that. <laughs> That's called Space Jam. They're making. And Space honestly, Jam. I, I, I didn't bring up the segment just just for that joke. That that just came to me because um, I'm, I'm like like trying to think of video games and that's what came to me because the only video games I really play are sports. No, but um, there have been there have been a, a bunch of attempts at making uh, making these movies. They, they just oh, aren't they that made, good. They made, a, they made a Doom movie, didn't they? They did. I haven't did, seen it. Did you? Okay. talked yeah. about that. But it was huh. like the one with The Rock was good because it was so bad, basically. There was more than one Doom movie? Yeah, there was. A, I'm pretty sure there was a Doom and then there was a Doom reboot with The Rock. Wasn't there a Doom movie from like the nineties? Pass. Pass. You're you're passing on looking it up. Or what? <laughs> it's Thomas's favorite movie. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about it. Next time you guys need something looked up, I'm gonna say pass. <laughs> All right. Efforting. IMDb has a Doom 2019. Rosamund Pike is in Doom 2005? Yes, yes. Earl Urban, the guy we praise is being great. Yes, there's there's a Doom reboot. All right. Anyway, I, like I, I didn't bring us up to criticize you guys. I just I felt like you weren't given enough grief for for loving uh, Tomb Raider. It is which great. no one seen like generated zero buzz. <laughs> Yeah, no, it didn't. I, I don't think that many people saw it, even though like, it pulled in almost 300 million. So some people must have gone and seen it. I didn't see it in theater because I thought, oh, this sounds stupid. Okay, this is all the time we're giving to this episode. We'll see you again next week. Don't forget to check out the Mega Fred on Twitter and to listen to the substandard before it is gone. Screw you, Flag. We're not reading your ad. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Allergy season. Yeah, those. How those? Those still on the steroids? I finished them the other day. So I cycled up. I don't know how my. Do you? Are you supposed to lift weights when you take steroids to get bigger? Yes, that's the idea. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> I'm sure Thomas can prescribe you some more. Hi, I'm Chris the Mind Freak Angel, TV's David Blaine. You know me from my illusions such as Giraffe Swap, Where'd It Go, Count This, and others. I can mind freak adults all day long, but you know what I can't mind freak? A racist baby. That's why I use We Harmony. When the baby my Scorch partner and I adopted from Sweden began to display uneasiness around the African-American family we pay to be our best friends, we were concerned. But a few months of We Harmony and several hundred mostly insignificant electric shocks later, our little person barely even notices our friends. Or anything else for that matter. Thanks, We Harmony. Boom. I just launched a fireball out of my tip. Finger, my finger tip.